Welcome to the Calvary Assembly Podcast with weekly messages from the Calvary Assembly of God Church in Lexington, Nebraska. You can find out more online at lexag.org and on Facebook at Calvary Assembly Lex. Thanks for listening. Amen. You can be seated this morning. Thank you, worship team. Appreciate these guys. Appreciate our sound guys as well on video. A lot of these guys are here early cooking this morning as well. So they've been here since like 7 o'clock. So appreciate all of them. So, well, how many of you are excited that it's Easter? Amen. We've been doing a series called In Christ, and we're halfway through that series, and we decided we're going to stop today, and uh, we're going to start just a little short series, a mini-series, I know what they used to call them on TV, a little short series uh, called Things Jesus Never Said. Because how many of you know there's a lot of stuff that gets credited to Jesus that Jesus never said? (laughs) God helps those who help themselves. Jesus never said that. A lot of Ben Franklin sayings get attributed to Jesus. And Ben Franklin was a smart guy, but he wasn't Jesus. So we're going to look at a couple of things that Jesus never said. A couple of things Jesus never said on Easter is, blessed are those who has amazing new Easter outfits. Now, some of you guys look really good. I know Tim, like, styled me off the stage today, man. It looks great. But Jesus never actually said that. He didn't say, as often as you gather, eat Cadbury cream eggs, peeps, and chocolate bunnies that are hollow. We can do that, and I'm going to find some Cadbury cream eggs, but Jesus never said that. Those are good. Now, peeps, you can, you can keep peeps. You may as well eat packing peanuts if you're going to eat peeps. I mean, it's, just throw a little sugar on them, and you got a peep. I mean, it's, and somebody's making millions of dollars off that, right? But Jesus never said, when you follow me, your kids won't fight in church on the, in the car on the way to church, right? Some of you already proved that today. Guys, there's a lot of stuff that Jesus did say, and we're going to look at some of those. We're going to look at some things Jesus did. And one of the things that people believe Jesus said is you're going to get what you deserve. Have you ever heard anyone say that? Well, my life's falling apart. I think Jesus is punishing me. Jesus never said that, did he? In fact, we're going to look at the end of the message. He said something completely opposite of that. Now, do sometimes we suffer consequences? Absolutely. If you eat a bunch of peeps, you're going to have problems later on, right? That's just the way it goes. But, or Cadbury cream eggs. You're going to have a sugar high, and then you're going to crash and take a great Easter nap. So, but, guys, there are a lot of people in life who walk around feeling guilty. You ever know any of those people? This all the time feel guilt? And it's because they don't understand grace. And if we look in Luke chapter 23, you're going to see a story in Scripture of two thieves who were crucified next to Jesus on the cross. Luke chapter 23. We're going to start in verse 32. So Jesus is put on the cross, and he's on there for our sins, right? Not because he deserved anything, but because he was dying for us. In verse 32 it says, Two others, both criminals, were led out to be executed with him. When they came to a place called the skull, they nailed him to the cross. And the criminals were also crucified, one on his right and one on his left. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they're doing. And the soldiers gambled for his clothes by throwing dice. The crowd watched, and the leaders scoffed. He saved others, they said. Let him save himself, if he's really God's Messiah, the chosen one. The soldiers mocked him, too, by offering a drink of sour wine. They called out to him, If you're the king of the Jews, save yourself. 
A sign was fastened above them with these words, This is the king of the Jews. In verse 39, Then one of the criminals hanging beside him scoffed, So you're the Messiah, are you? Prove it by saving yourself and us too while you're at it. But the other criminal protested, Don't you fear God even when you've been sentenced to die? We deserve to die for our crimes, but this man hasn't done anything wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. In verse 43, Jesus said, I assure you today you will be with me in paradise. So what did this second man do to deserve grace? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Was he able to get baptized before he died? No. Was he able to go out and do some good things to make up for the bad he had done? How many of you have ever heard somebody say, well, when I die, I just hope my good outweighs my bad. This man had done bad. (laughs) A lot of bad. Enough bad to get the death sentence. But he was given grace by Jesus. So guys, a lot of us in this life, we live with guilt. We live with a lot of guilt. And there's a lot of reasons for that. Sometimes we suffer guilt because we don't live up to our own expectations. Anybody there? I set pretty high expectations for myself. I want to do this and this and this. You know, I got a list of things I want to get done or I want to do this or that. But I don't always live up to that. And then how do we feel? Guilty, frustrated. And what happens when we walk around feeling guilty? We bring it out on other people, don't we? We don't live up to those things. We, we add unrealistic expectations that God didn't put on us. You know, they, they did a study. What makes you feel guilty? You know, what are some things that make you feel guilty? You know what the, the top thing was, at, or one of the top at 29%? What we eat. <laughs> People say, I feel guilty for what I'm eating. But I eat it anyway, right? You ever sit down and say, I'm going to suffer for this. That's going to be so good, right? Yeah. At breakfast this morning, I saw the tapatio there. I was like, I really want that on my eggs, but I really don't want to like, be trying to preach and burning all the way down. So I didn't. But we suffer guilt. And, and guys, sometimes we, we feel guilty because we don't measure up to other parents. You ever feel that? I see these other parents and the things they can give their kids, and I can't, so I feel guilty. Or I, I want to spend more time with my kids, so I can't, so I feel guilty. We look at people who are in better shape than us. Why can't I be like that? Or we look at people who have better marriages, and, and I feel guilty because mine's not that way. Or if you're a working parent, you feel bad because you're at work, and then when you're home, you feel bad because you're not at work. You ever have that? We, we suffer a lot of different guilt. And guys, we suffer guilt a lot of times because we don't understand grace. We suffer guilt because we don't understand grace. This thief on the cross, the one who said, Lord, bring me into your kingdom with you, he understood what? Grace. But the other didn't. He said, well, if you're really the Messiah, then save yourself and save me too because, you know, I'm in trouble here. <laughs> this is not going to end well for me. But the one thief understood grace. And guys, so many times we don't understand grace. You know, there was actually a prophecy back in Isaiah 53 that said the suffering servant, who was Jesus, would be numbered with the transgressors. He would be punished with the transgressors. They, the Lord prophesied generations before Jesus that he would die with sinners. And these guys, uh, that word criminal... The Greek word means one who uses violence to rob openly. So this, these two guys with him were probably murderers, is what most commentators believe. Jesus was crucified with murderers, and one of them, he said, hey, because you asked for grace, you're going to be with me today when you die. He was close to death. Now, we don't know how close we are to death. It could be years and years and years. 
It can be quick. But we know that we can't make it to heaven without what? Grace. Without Jesus' grace. And guys, we carry this guilt around, and a lot of times we hurt relationships because of our guilt. We hurt relationships. We see the one thief on the cross lashing out to Jesus. Hey, you, you're supposed to be somebody special. Why don't you help us? And the other said, don't you understand grace? He allowed his guilt to move him closer to Jesus. He allowed his guilt to move him towards grace. And this Easter, guys, I'm hoping that you can allow that guilt or that conviction that you feel to move you towards grace. You know, I don't know about you guys, but I try so hard to measure up to salvation. Anybody else? I'm always trying to do, you know, be good enough for Jesus to love me. And that's good because we should move towards grace because we understand what Jesus did. That should move us to do good stuff. But guys, you're never going to do enough good to deserve grace. That's what that other thief figured out. Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said, today, you're going to be there because of grace. So, you know, you can, you can work and work and work, and you're never going to be good enough. But when we understand grace, Jesus forgives me, so I'm going to work for him because I love him. Not because I'm trying to earn it, but because I love him. So, but here's the thing, guys. Jesus died to free us of guilt and of sin. Jesus suffered the worst death imaginable to free us of guilt and shame and sin. You know who they saved crucifixion for? The worst of the worst of the worst. Crucifixion was the worst death you can imagine. I won't go into it all today because, you know, it's Easter. Uh, but it's rough. And they saved it for the worst offenders because it was, it was horrible. It was painful. It was expensive. You had to have people stand there and guard these guys. And it was, it was gory. But Jesus took that because he loved you. Jesus took that because he loved us. Not because he had to. He could have just, you know, if it was me on the cross, none of you would be here. <laughs> I can promise you that. I'm like, Lord, just start over. Let's just wipe the planet and hit reboot, right? Let's just, let's just, these people are horrible. But he didn't. He forgave us. He took that death so that you could have life, so that I could have life. So Jesus took a punishment that he didn't deserve so he could get grace that we don't deserve. He took punishment he didn't deserve so we could receive grace that we don't deserve. You know what I've done to deserve grace? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Jesus gives it freely, right? You know, and it's funny. How many guys have ever been on the interstate and somebody blows past you, and then you see them pulled over up the road? What do you do? <laughs> right? Sucker. But what happens if I get a trooper on my tail? What did I do wrong? I, you know. I was coming out of Lincoln a while back. I was in a church car. I probably shouldn't say this. I was running 80 with everybody else, and you know, people were passing me left and right. And I passed the state trooper, and who does he get behind? Me. He follows me for five miles. You know what I was doing for five miles? Right? And you know, it's got the church logo on the back window. I'm like, this looks so bad. How am I going to explain this to the board? I get a ticket in the church explorer, you know. And of course, the kid in the passenger seat is like, ah, ha, 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 you know. And Jared's in the, Jared was in the passenger seat. He was laughing at me. And then he turned around and left. But I'm like, ah. Oh. So I love it when other people get what they deserve. But I don't like it when I do, right? 
What is that called? Sinful nature, right? That's a human condition. And you know, how many times have we said this? Oh, hey, what goes around comes around. You're going to get it back, right? Your past is going to come back to haunt you, right? You made your bed. You have to sleep in it or lie in it, right? You're going to get what you deserve. We love it when other people get that, right? But we don't like it when we get it. And guys, what Jesus did is he took something that he didn't deserve so I didn't have to get what I deserve. Jesus took a punishment he didn't deserve because he did nothing wrong. But he died in your place and in my place so we didn't have to get what we deserve because our sins deserve what? Death. Paul said in Romans, the wages of sin is death. A wage is something that we earn. When we sin and all of us have sinned, we deserve death. But Jesus took that for us because Jesus didn't say you're going to get what you deserve, right? So what does this mean? What, what am I trying to tell you on Easter morning today? We come here to celebrate Jesus' new life. And Jesus died on that cross so that we could be free of guilt, free of shame, free of sin. But what are we supposed to do with it? Well, our lives should be a response to that grace, right? So I want you to imagine with me for a moment. We don't know. But if those two thieves on the cross... And that one that said, Jesus, remember me when you come in your kingdom. What if Jesus said, all right, you know what? You're forgiven. I'm going to let you go. And Jesus, you know, let the guy come down off the cross and restored him. How do you think that guy would live? Do you think he would be a murderer anymore? Probably. I mean, I'm just guessing because I know he died that day, I'm sure. But I'm just guessing if that guy had come off that cross and he knew that Jesus had died to free him, he probably would have lived different, right? He probably would have changed his occupation. Now, I think I'm getting out of the murder business. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do something different. Maybe I'll be a carpenter like Jesus was, you know? That's a good occupation. I can take out my aggression and hammer on nails. But he would have known someone had died so he could be free. It would have totally changed his outlook, I imagine. Guys, Jesus died to save us, right? So our lives should be a response to that grace. We should live differently because of what he did. And Easter is a great, now, you know, I don't, like, I don't like the little pictures of Jesus doing that. I don't know what this is. These drive me crazy, but I thought it was funny, so I used it. Um, there's a church that did this, so I appreciate them, Life Church. They, they do all these graphics and let churches use them. They give them ideas, so I thought it was funny. But if I know that Jesus died so that I could be free, so I didn't have to receive the punishment for my sins, I should live differently. My life should be a response to that grace that Jesus gave, right? My life should be a response to that. So the knowledge of Jesus' sacrifice should cause us to live differently. When I know that Jesus died so that I could live, I should live a little more grace, shouldn't I? I should live with a little more patience. I should live with a purpose. And I should live free. Guys, we've, we all had sins. We all had stuff that we did before we knew Jesus. We all have things we do. And, and we all have things we struggle with after. And so, when we've received this grace, we should make sure that we don't allow ourselves to go back into that stuff, right? 
We should live in freedom. That's what Jesus gives. Easter is a time to remember that we don't get what we deserve because of Jesus' sacrifice. Because of that. And here's the deal, guys. The hope of heaven should cause us and help us live and respond with grace. Because I know that this world's not all there is. I should live with hope. You should live with hope. We should live with hope. So Jesus didn't say, hey, you guys are going to get what you deserve. You know, when... When things happen, when we receive, uh, you know, there's that word, um, consequences that we don't like. When I have consequences in my actions, Jesus isn't sitting up in heaven going, ah, ha, ha, right? Like I do when I see somebody pulled over. He doesn't do that. You know what Jesus said? The last thing he said on the cross was, it is finished. His work on earth was finished. And why did he, what did he come to do? He came to die in our place. So guys, here's the deal. Jesus didn't come and say, hey, you're going to get what you deserve. Jesus came and said, I've come that you can have life and have it more abundantly or have it to the fullest. Jesus says, I don't call you servants. I call you friends. And Jesus said, the world's going to know that you're my disciples by the way that you love each other. And on the cross, he said, it is finished. That means all my trying to to live up and and to hope that my good outweighed my bad is finished. I don't have to do that anymore. Because I can rely on what? Grace. I can rely on grace. So Jesus didn't say, hey, this morning, Kenny, you're going to get what you deserve someday. Amy, you're going to get what, you know. He didn't say that. He said, I love you, and I came to the earth to die in your place. See, you don't have to. So that's the message of Easter, guys. The message of Easter is grace, is hope and love. So I'm going to ask the worship team if they would come up this morning. I'm going to ask you to stand. If you're physically able this morning, would you stand with us? I want us to take a moment to pray today. And this is a really simple message. And I wanted it to be that way intentionally. Because, you know, we celebrate Easter every year, right? We celebrate every, time, every Easter. I'm glad you guys are here with us. Those of you who are guests, thank you for joining us to celebrate together. But we celebrate Easter because it comes every year to remind us of what Jesus did on the cross for us. It comes every year to remind us that grace is available to all of us. And so some of you are here visiting family. Some of you are here because... You know, this is your church home. Some of you are here and you're guest day. You just came because you want to see what Easter is all about. And I'm so glad you came. And if you're here today and you say, you know, I've never asked Jesus to forgive my sins. I, I know I've blown it. I've messed up. I've never asked him for that grace. We're going to give you the opportunity to do that today. Because here's the great thing. Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, it says, when anyone belongs to Christ, it says, the old is gone. All that old stuff is gone. It says the new is here. He says we are new creations in Christ. We're forgiven. So the Bible says all you have to do is just say a a simple prayer and trust Jesus with your life, and he'll forgive your sins. He'll make you new. He'll give you that grace that all of us have to have because nobody in this room is good enough. (laughs) Even the best person here that's lived the greatest life is still a sinner at, at our core. We all rely on grace. 
So would you pray with me this morning? Lord, I thank you today for the grace that you extend. I thank you for the grace that you gave that criminal on the cross who was there because he deserved it. But you gave him grace. And you said, today, you're going to be with me in paradise. Lord, I thank you for the grace that you give all of us because all of us deserve death because we've all sinned. But thank you for the grace that you give each and every one of us if we simply ask for it. So I'm going to ask you to just close your eyes for a moment. Just shut yourself in with Jesus for a minute. And if you're here today, just really honestly, you say, you know, if I take a real honest look at my life, I'd say I'm pretty far from God right now. I've never asked him to forgive my sins. I know I need to because I know I've sinned. I know I've messed up. I've done things that go against his word. But I want to ask him to forgive my sins today. I want this Easter to be the first day I start living with grace. If that's you, would you just raise your hand right where you're at? We just want to pray with you. Awesome. Anyone else? Yeah. Well, I'm going to ask you all, everyone in this room, just to pray this prayer with us together. We're going to say a prayer. And this is just simply you talking to Jesus. Would you pray this prayer with me? Dear Jesus, thank you so much for the gift of grace. Thank you for coming to this earth and dying in my place. I admit that I've sinned. Please forgive me for that. Please come into my life and make me new. Forgive my sins and help me to live for you every single day. In Jesus' name, amen. Guys, if you said that prayer and you meant that, the Bible says you are a brand new person inside. Sometimes you feel it. It's like, woohoo, this is awesome. Other days you feel like, ugh. But it's new life in Christ. That's the beginning of a relationship. And if you prayed that prayer, would you find me or Pastor Kenny, any of us that have been up here today, we'd love to talk with you. We've got a book we'd like to give you just to kind of explain what it is. Now, if you're here today and say, you know what? I want to live free. There's junk that still haunts me sometimes, and I don't want to go back to that. I just need Jesus' help to live free. If that's you, just raise your hand. I just want to pray, God, help me to live free. Yeah. And how about living in forgiveness. <laughs> you say, you know, sometimes I don't respond the way I really should. You know, ha ha, that kind of thing. I just want to live with more grace. If that's you, just pray. Yeah, let's pray together. Father, I pray today you would help all of us who raised our hands, Lord, to live free. Lord, there's stuff in our past that tries to come back to get us, but Lord, help us to walk in that freedom every single day in your grace, not in our own strength, but in your grace. And Lord, I also pray for all of us to raise our hands that we need to, to live a little more grace towards others because of the grace you've given us. Help us to respond in ways that show that we have the hope of Easter living in our hearts every single day. In Jesus' name, amen.